Welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Natters. I'm Jennifer and we're joined by two other people today who will introduce themselves. I will go around. Our episode today is called Recovery Through Education. So I am going to hand over to Anne. Thank you, Jennifer. So I'm Anne. Again, you've heard me many times on the podcast before and I work in the Recovery for All team. And today we're here with Hope, who is an expert by experience. So thank you for joining us and having a chat with us today. So could we start with, we mentioned you're an expert by experience. So could you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So hi, everyone. And thank you, Anne and Jen, for having me on. Yeah, so I'm Hope. I'm an expert by experience. I And I have lived experience of complex mental health. I've had personal struggles probably since teenagers, but I was diagnosed much later in life. So the challenges I had throughout my life at school, etc., it wasn't detected, it wasn't picked up on. So I struggled a lot through education, I struggled through personal things in life. So it wasn't so clear cut until recently having a diagnosis. Being an EBE has really, really empowered me to be able to step forward and be honest as I possibly can and open about my own experiences and hopefully encouraging others to do the same. That, you know, destigmatizing mm-hmm. mental health, um, that's something that's very, very important to me because I still think that there's a long way to go. And I think the more that myself and my peers can step up and share our experiences and stories, I think there's a way we can break that barrier down. So, yes, that's what for me. EV is all about. Yeah. And like you say, I think it's really important, isn't it? And I think the more that we can feel comfortable with our own experiences and sharing that with others, people can feel less alone, can't they, in some of the things that they're experiencing. And what you talked about, sort of like, you know, experiencing difficulties throughout your life, but actually only more recently, you've kind of come to understand some of your own experiences and things. So how did you become an expert by experience? You're an official expert by experience, aren't you, (laughs) with with our organisation? I like that term, official. Um, (laughs) Actually, it's true being signposted via my local mental health mind hub. I'd been referred uh, during the recovery phase. I'd been referred and I was interacting with some of the sessions that they that they ran. And my float supporter, as as she was as her title was then, she had given me a poster and it was about what they used to do at the recovery college, which was the human library uh-huh. I yeah. believe it might be termed differently now and she ex- I, so I looked at this poster and I was curious it's like human library I've never heard so she helped me make the call made a few queries and so I went to the first session up at the local community mental health uh-huh. service they were holding it in one of the rooms in that building and that's when I met Mr Shaw <laughs> Mm -hmm. And one of our former colleagues, peers, friends from Recovery College, and they were there and they were running the introduction session. And that's how I got involved through them participating in that role. I then ended up coming along to Recovery College and getting more and more involved. And that's 
how I ended up being an official EPE. <laughs> we need a badge with that on now, don't we? <laughs> with that honour, uh, yes. No, that's brilliant. And like you say, things, it sounds like things have grown for you as well in terms of that, just that one meeting, knowing that that was happening, to then going on to doing lots of different things, because you're involved in quite a lot of stuff now as an expert by experience, aren't you? Could you tell us a little bit more about some of the stuff that you've done as an EBE? I am. I have done recruitment. And what I mean by that is I have sat on various interview panels alongside some of the members of staff where we've interviewed nursing students, we've interviewed TNAs, and you have to forgive me because I forget what the abbreviation stands for. Is <laughs> Training it some nursing, nursing associate? I have sat and interviewed people for positions of psychologists. I believe there was one that was a psychiatrist. They were quite interesting. So been involved in them. We've done policy work as well, been involved in policy or policy building. Also recently, alongside Anne and Jen and some others, we've just completed developing the Aston Villa Foundation we course, have. Yeah. which was really, really exciting. Um, and I think it's a, a project that's that was well worth being part of. And I believe that course is being led now. It is, it yeah. is going through. Yeah, so that was the latest one I've been involved in. How did you find all of that? Obviously, you've gained confidence from that first meeting. But how was that for you? At first, I was, I'll be honest, I was a little bit cautious and apprehensive. But that had a lot more to do with where I was at in my recovery journey. I was still kind of not in complete recovery. I was still sort of in the middle of still being unwell and sort of building myself to recovery or going through that process. So it was a, it was bittersweet because it was exciting and I wanted to be part of it. And I, it was a social engagement, but there was also apprehension, nerves, wasn't sure how I was going to fit in. But also more than that, what was I able to contribute uh-huh. and how was I going to contribute that? That was my biggest fear and that was still ongoing and that still happens now. I, I think I'm someone that's quite honest about that. I still have struggles even though I'm in the midst of my recovery. But I think it was just that initial engagement with peers who were there probably having the same or similar or feeling similarly but also the staff I have to be honest I think the staff that I've been from recovery college that I've been fortunate enough to work with have really really helped in being able to participate and continue to participate Mm -hmm. because there's ongoing support not just during the sessions but after there's you know you can have a call and a chat between you go before you go in there's support while you're there and there's support afterwards and I, I think that's really important that momentum still keeps going even though we're still having to work over zoom yeah 
<laughs> and that's really lovely to hear about like your honesty about those experiences because like you say I think it's a journey for us as an organisation to kind of co-produce I mean I think in recovery college we, we've kind of got six years experience of it but there's still so many things that we need to kind of learn and do differently and being it's that collaborative working isn't it and I think it's really good that you feel that you're able to be honest about some things if it's not working for you as well and like Jennifer said I think having the confidence to be able to say hold on a minute can we talk about this or could, you know I need some extra support in this way but also that you've got that autonomy to make the decisions for yourself like going actually I'm really interested in this this project like you said about the Aston Villa project that you've been involved with and there might be other opportunities that we put out there that aren't really for you and that's and that's okay because you can have that choice around that as well and I think that comes with, again with the more that you're involved in things you get to kind of pick and choose some of the things that you're getting involved with as well which I think is really really lovely and like you say your growth and development over the time as well is, has kind of come through as you've been talking to us as well so that's really nice to hear and thank you for that yes I think it is absolutely key to be for any of us to be as honest as we can with ourselves and with our peers and people that we are having a working relationship with because you know this is really important the work that we all collectively do because we're setting a template for others hopefully for others to follow and go well actually working alongside people can be so productive mm-hmm. you know is productive in a lot of ways where a lot of institutions can be very closed off to that you know a lot of institutions can be closed off to that a lot of professionals can be closed off to that and it isn't about being better than your peer or being better than the professional that you're working alongside it is about going oh I didn't different perspectives absolutely different perspectives different experiences all walks of life all walks of lifestyles because that hasn't been around we haven't had that that template hasn't been around and I think that for me if that template had been around growing up maybe some of the options that have presented themselves now now would have been there back then who knows where one's path could lead with that kind of template Mm, absolutely moving into a different direction obviously we wanted to talk to you about education and recovery and when you introduced yourself you did talk about sort of going through school and sometimes having some challenges so yeah where do you want to start when you're talking about because it's have been important for you hasn't it in terms of your own recovery journey and experiences the education has been a big part of that hasn't it it has and I think it's important for me to maybe start from my younger years and sort of give a timeline from then to now. So background wise, didn't come from a family where education was talked about. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was a key conversation around the dinner table or between us and the parents or between us as siblings. It was something that just wasn't, you know, on the forum to talk about. And so Growing up, there was not a realisation how important education is Uh and why it's important for a lot of reasons. So growing up, it was just going home, probably 
not doing homework, not taking the books out, not doing the work, you know, no interaction between parents and the school. Well, how are they getting on? Where are the struggles? What are the struggles? Not just with myself, but with a majority of the siblings. Um, It wasn't a personal thing. That was a collective thing. So that made it really, really difficult. I struggled. I struggled engaging at school. Had a lot of just probably felt lost a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Reflecting back, wasn't sure again. Very quiet, wasn't engaging. Um, was probably education-wise, probably wasn't where I was supposed to be with my peers. And that again wasn't because there was any developmental problems, as far mm-hmm. as I was aware. Because in those days, I'm 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 a bit of an old horse, but in that kind of thing wasn't talked about or looked at or addressed so that would have been difficult and then sort of that continued on right through till the end of secondary school education because even then I was struggling the only time I sort of remember engaging was English and English literature this love of English literature Uh and just I don't and I think part of that was the teacher that I had at the time this was during my last year of senior school or last two years you know the way he would teach the way he would engage you know read and for me English was all about reading the books and one of the classics I think we got to read was of mice and men Uh and how ironic thinking back now that one of the brothers had mental challenges yeah you know, if nobody's ever ready I won't go into it just in case no spoiler alerts but I would recommend the read and that really engaged me reading but moving forward didn't leave school with any kind of qualifications it was a basic qualification and then after that was really dipping in and out of education uh-huh. tried college didn't continue dropped out and then it was just various jobs then going back to college or trying to get back into adult education at that time because by then I was long past Uh being able to go to college and again dipping in and out and again I think looking back that was where I was at with my own undiagnosed complex mental health was also about just couldn't engage just was struggling to engage with any of it and so I was just constantly this I'm in and I'm out I'm in and I'm out and then just kind of closed the book on it for a long long time and didn't go back and I think it was very much to do with fear Uh I think it was very much to do with well what am I going to do with this education where is it it had no sense of direction I was completely it was like well I want to do that but do I want to do that or am I just doing it on a whim kind of thing so I just I just walked out of education completely and just sort of how would I how would I put it kind of just went through life doing (laughs) the basic normal life things because I just felt so lost I didn't wasn't sure of where I fit in I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do there's no sense of direction and at that time again I didn't know who to go to to talk about what I was struggling with uh-huh. so it kind of just yeah education was just something that was history and, and I didn't just didn't look at it didn't open that book again yeah. for a long 
long, long time. Yeah, and it sounds like it's always been something that you've wanted to kind of do more of, do like learn more and things like that. But like you say, that it's almost like the circumstances wouldn't allow, you know, because perhaps there wasn't the support there from what you've been saying and the kind of where do I go with this and how do how do I navigate some of this alongside, like you say, having your own kind of mental health challenges as well. So what kind of changed? Did something change? And what was the catalyst for you to kind of open the book again? Yeah something massively changed I suffered a massive massive trauma some 15 16 years ago it was a huge huge trauma and a huge shift in my life because after that I went way way back to being how I was in my past I'm lost Mm -hmm. I'm alone I'm walking around I'm stumbling around in complete darkness metaphorically not literally stumbling around fumbling around trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do now because what I'd planned had just been completely obliterated never think about never for one minute did I think about well this is plan a what's plan b (laughs) you know what's plan b here no no we're just mentality was just go with plan a just go yeah. with plan A, because living in the moment, yes, it's really important and great. But sometimes, just sometimes, life has a funny way of bumping you and going, actually, you should be looking at plan B now. And that's what happened. It was just like, OK, plan A is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It took me 10, 11 years of that fumbling round and stumbling round in the dark where it was like, OK what are you going to do now what are you going to do to better your prospects what are you going to do to like yourself what are you going to do to care about yourself what are you going to do to say well I achieved this in my life because what I was doing and the route I was going down wasn't going to give me any of those options so it was going to keep me stagnant and hold me in that pitch black space And I needed to get, I needed to find a way out of there. And again, (laughs) the universe has a funny way of conspiring. When they used to send the adult education catalogue, one had dropped through the letterbox and it was offering, as it does, a variety of courses for adults. And I came across English. I thought, right, we used to enjoy English at school. Mm. Did enjoy it. And it just maybe just be a good way of just doing a bit of a refresher because can't can't be good at everything all the time. <laughs> and so I made some inquiries and went along to the adult education centre. Bit similar to what I said about coming to the Ofcom centre and meeting uh-huh. and participating in the sort of same similar feelings. Oh. What am I doing here? What am I thinking? Forget it. <laughs> Just get home. You know, being really hard on myself, being really hard on myself. And But when I walked into that room and sat down, I realised that actually wasn't the only one feeling that way, that there was quite a mix of people, again, from different walks of life, different life experiences, backgrounds age groups and I think that group having gone through that with them kept the momentum going for me because we were all kind of a source of encouragement to one another 
Well, you're going to come back next week, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're coming back next week, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And then we can kind of like have a snack together after, yeah, yeah. And that's what kept the momentum going and going back and being consistent and then passing, passing the basic skills level one mm-hmm. and having that piece of paper telling you that yeah. was a huge, huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. It, oh, actually, even after all that kind of negative talk that you give yourself in your head, you did this, you did it, and that was the beginning of the education journey. The bravery and the courage that it took for everybody to be in that room, because like you said, everybody had their own story that is their life, their own journey that led them to that place. So hats off to you. Yes, no, thank you for that, Jen. And and I couldn't have worded it better myself. That yes, that does involve a lot of bravery and courage and first steps. And I do keep in touch with one or two of them that I did that first basic skills test and they're doing really well. it's just carried on growing for you in terms of learning and education and yes so now um so I took a break again and then took a break for a few years because again I was having moments of being very very unwell longer periods of time of being unwell and so this one day I was on a train journey going somewhere or that with somebody and I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm going to university. And she looked at me and she's like, going to university? Not in a negative way, you know, where's this come from all of a sudden? (laughs) And I said, I've decided I'm going to university. And she's like, okay, have you decided what you want to do? And I says, oh, yeah, I I know what I'm going to do. I'm doing psychology without hesitation. And again, she's like, psychology? And I said, yeah because I want to put my life experiences to use. Uh I want to help somebody else. I want to do and give to others what I didn't get and have when I needed it. This is a possible routing, but it was also about proving something to myself Uh because I do live in the real world too sometimes about well it doesn't guarantee that right but it was also about you know I I need to prove something to myself I have to prove something to myself and sort of did a bit of investigation about right well what uni are you going to go to what are the entry requirements Mm -hmm. and that was overwhelming that was a lot of work a lot of work and uh, it took a lot of time and was overwhelming I did have time where I needed to just step back because I was worried about I was was I railroading myself into something and so that then led me to where I am now. So how far are you into your course your psychology course? So I have just finished year two 
as my psychology degree. So I have another two years left. So what I did was I did it part time. I had to navigate a way around that I could manage being in education, but also manage the times when I'm not in recovery uh-huh. and manage the times when I am in recovery because yeah. I think it's important that you know recovery looks different for everybody recovery can be unwell for a long period of time whereas for me my complex mental health means it's very short periods of time mm-hmm. yeah and longer periods of time of the opposite so I had to navigate my way around how am I going to make this work how is it going to work and so that's what I did. I I looked and did research, looked at what the options and the avenues were. And for me, the Open University was the route that I went down. For me personally, because one, the entrance requirement was that I could do their access course. Because I've been out of education for such a long, 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 long time. Some of the requirements you need in brick universities are very, very different. And I didn't have the means, the financial means to do those requirements mm-hmm. and possibly the time. And so doing it through the Open University gave me that option. And so I did the access course. And again, that was a year to get up to do that. God, that was intense. That was really intense. That was on subjects that I'm like Googling and going, what does that even, I've heard of the word, what does that even mean? Because you have to write essays, you have to write assignments on these topics and you're like, oh, God. Wow. Thank the universe, I passed. And I just remember, I think I remember crying Uh after submitting that final assignment and what was nice about it again that piece of paper that comes through the door Uh to say you passed I've had to take two years out recently I'd say last year out and I have to say this year out again because of becoming so unwell Uh struggling to get fully into recovery but Uh also acknowledging that I'm not quite there yet and how that's going to impact because the last two years count. They're not fussed about what you scored and how you did and whatnot in the first year. The second and the third year ultimately count is if you don't pass, you don't get your degree. And that's a lot of pressure when you're not, when you're kind of like in between hot and cold, as I refer to my recovery. I'm still struggling to get back into full recovery. I've had, and again, that's come from having a lot of conversations with the university itself, with the support services, really, really talking about everything and how it's impacting and how it's going to impact and making the decision. And and it's been a very, very difficult decision. I think this is really important for our listeners to hear that it's been really difficult for me to have to make that decision because, again, I was just focused on plan A didn't think about plan B and the discussion was well you maybe need a longer break Uh and then you come back and again that's what's wonderful about the Open University they give you the option to do that. And really good that you are able to have those open conversations with the university and that there is that support network there to help you like you say it's not necessarily a decision that you wanted to make but to know that there are options there.
Can we take a moment to acknowledge that you supported a recovery college session? Yes, I did. I was fortunate enough to deliver the adult education session based on it. Was, I can't, was it one was English and one was maths, and we did That's a couple right. of sessions. Really, really rewarding, really rewarding. The doors are open to everybody and I think that's really important to say that. Thank you for sharing so much of your experience. I think we've learned a lot and I was just thinking as you, as you reflecting as you were talking around doing formal educational kind of things like you say with your university course and some of the other courses and things but there is a lot of learning around informal isn't there when these conversations and like you say reflecting with others and sometimes we don't necessarily see ourselves how other people perceive us and like you say it's not that validation from others but it's that reminder sometimes isn't it that kind of like you know you've come a long way in your own experiences and things but like you said sometimes when you're sitting at home on your own and you've got that negative voice or you've got those kind of things that you're kind of you know thinking about we don't necessarily see it and that's where the connections with other people come into play don't they really so yes yeah and I think that is key with any involvement education so for you in terms of like you said you've been doing your university course and your mental health you need to take some breaks and things like that what does education and learning how does that help you with your own recovery journey i'll tell you how it's helped me structure is one thing having structure in my life that that's what education and through university has given me structure in my day-to-day life consistency yeah there is something that is consistent that i've committed myself to the commitment itself has helped me because I think it what what education for me through university has done has given me all of those factors in my life that they were missing for a long time. There wasn't anything to talk about, there wasn't anything to get me excited about, there wasn't anything there wasn't a different narrative that I was getting from anywhere else or or giving myself and I think I needed that and education did that for me. Psychology has definitely helped me understand more about myself too and why I've had the difficulties that I've had and what I've had to do to overcome some of them and still have to do to overcome some of them and give me a better understanding of the world and how we work as society and as peers and as professionals coming from different backgrounds. It's really, it's given me all of that. It's made me look at the world very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for explaining. I think yeah. I think it's really interesting to sort of hear what you've got out of it as well. I think that's really important. Just reflecting back as we're coming to a close, is there kind of a standout moment for you in terms of your educational journey or are you still working on that? I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the difficult one. It's a bit of both. The first standing out moment for me through my education was getting my foot in the door mm-hmm. at university. That was huge for me, huge. Because I remember going to the open day at the coffee shop. It was very informal, going down, being nervous, being so nervous. I'd smartened myself up. And at that time, I was very unwell. I'd had somebody I know come along with me and just wait for me because I was just so nervous. And going in there, I was that nervous, didn't even get myself a cup of tea. I just went straight downstairs to where they were holding the open day. I remember sitting facing a gentleman who was similar age to myself. 
and a younger lady just blurting everything out. Oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Is there anywhere I can get a foot in the door? And I had already tried to mentally prepare myself that it was going to be a no. Then it's not going to be such a big disappointment. Yeah. That's a big lie you tell yourself. Or I tell my <laughs> So when I sat down and and they're telling me, you know, you've got forensic psychology and you've got psychology and I'm like, oh God, but I like everything. So then I signed up for forensic psychology. Then we sat down and, and him just saying, yes, we'd have you. Oh <laughs> my God, did I cry like a baby? Oh. <laughs> seriously, really? seriously, I cried like a baby and i was like thank you so much thank you so much i thought are you sure did you just get told yes because mm-hmm. i've prepared myself for no yeah and then i guess we'd love to have you all you would have to do gave me the most simple set of instructions call this number tell them what you want to do they will talk you to we would love to have you the person who'd come with me was upstairs i'm crying and she's like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Oh, but did they say no? I'm like, no, they said yes. And that, for me, was one of the biggest standout moments was hearing that. Yeah. Absolutely. The second I'm waiting for, and I think that's when I graduate, finish my studies, have completed my course, mm. and I get to wear that kind of hat. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's like working towards that one as well but also when you're talking about when they said yes it's almost like it's not going back to that thing about validation is it but somebody believes in you somebody sees yeah. that actually you want to do this and that's a possibility that that door is open for you to go through and yes. I think that's so powerful isn't it and I think from previous experiences that you've spoken about with us you haven't necessarily had that you can do this yeah you know yeah. and I think especially when you're kind of feeling a bit of doubt in yourself like say you mentally prepared yourself and like they're just going to say no but I needed to try and almost like it opens up this whole world of like they've said yes now I'm gonna do this how yeah. did that feel it's bittersweet it's really bittersweet is it like I say for me I mentally promote myself in in a negative way but hearing that yes and not in a patronising way, not in a what's a really stupid question to ask, but in an affirmative, absolutely yes. It was huge, it was huge, and it's still huge because I can feel that moment. I can feel that moment today. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and being our guest. I reckon we could carry on going for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, thank you for being so honest and sharing about your experiences. And I think I've learned quite a lot from you just sharing this afternoon. What I wanted to ask was, have you got a kind of final message for our listeners about education, about learning or just recovery in general that you wanted to finish on? I have. And I think the thing I would say to our listeners is don't stop believing in yourself. Oh, that's a lovely message to end yeah, on. Thank just, you. just keep going, no matter how many no's you get, just keep going, believe in yourself. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's what <laughs> that's I would okay. say. That's okay. It is emotional, isn't it? And I think just just like you say, thinking about that message, that's really powerful, that message, isn't it? And especially like from the things that you shared with us today, you know, we can feel the emotion from you. It shows how much it means to you as well. Yeah, yeah. It's huge, it's huge. I think it's really important because I wish somebody had said that to me a long time ago. Just keep believing in yourself. 
doesn't matter because for every no, there's a hundred yeses. 